What's going on, everybody? Hey. <laughs> we back again with another episode of No Code Switching. This time we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about uh, colorblindness again, and that's kind of like the nature of the podcast. As we get on, we share our ignorance with you. We share shit we know about, and then we come together at a later date, kind of like maybe from another angle, maybe with more information, and try to like flesh out what we were talking about. But this episode is code is not code switching. Sorry, colorblindness. So, the first episode of Colorblindness was Jacob talking about how he was equating colorblindness with, like, white people talking about how they're colorblind to white people talk, white people not seeing racism going on around them. Right. And that got me completely confused okay. when well, I originally heard that. Well, because when whenever a white person say that I'm colorblind, it's usually mean that hey I'm not racist. It doesn't mean that they don't see racism in the world. Right. So I'm wondering what where's the disconnect here? All right. So for me, the disconnect is like when I hear white people say I'm not colorblind, I can understand it as them saying I'm not racist. But I also hear it like as a defense, like they're saying it defensively. So it's like you'll bring up something to like your white friend or coworker, whoever you got in your life that you know that's from that background, and they'll go, "Oh, I don't see color." You feel me? Or like, or you'll tell them about something that happened, and they be like, "Man, that's why I don't see color." And it's like, it's like a weird thing that, that I feel like primarily white people do to absolve themselves of any blame, but it's like nobody's blaming you in this particular instance. Um, like in my particular experience, like I'm sharing a story with you mm-hmm. or, or I'm telling you the importance of uh, representation. Like the, the, the memory I have in my mind is a guy telling me that his white dude married to a Hispanic woman, I believe. And he had, they have biracial children. And, and I made like the comment of, you have to pay attention to, you know, your, you should pay attention to where your wife's from her background, because it may have a, a, um, an impact on who she is as a person or her personality and the guy I was talking to was saying he was like well I don't do that he said I'm colorblind you know what I mean he was like I just maybe I'm missing out on some things he said but, but basically he was making the argument that he would rather um, like maybe straddle the side of the fence to where he's not racist and and be okay with missing key things that that's how I took it he'd be okay with missing things that was in his wife's life and to me like that's not that's almost not even love. Like if you have a very particular, not a very particular background, but if something in your back a background has influenced who you are as a person, what got you to this point, and and it has to do with your race, and then your partner or your somebody in your life who loves you or cares about you says, "I'm colorblind." To me, it's like they're trying to, they're saying they're not racist, but they're also trying to defend themselves and trying to make an excuse for not having to equate. Um, your race and the experiences attached to that into your life story and to me that's like that's like an easy way out that's like if you was getting your ass whooped and and you was like hey uh or not even you getting your ass whooped. you heard somebody was getting their ass whooped and i was just like oh you know i'm um i'm violence blind <laughs> you know what I'm saying? it's like like okay you know what i mean like all right thank you but that person still got their ass whooped you know what i mean like it, it doesn't add anything to the to the conversation so it's like a self-serving thing it's like oh wait wait no i didn't do it maybe it's not even adding things to the conversation it's removing themselves in the conversation yeah yeah and that's how i'm kind of taking it as but at the same time they're removing themselves and that 
like telling the other person like hey i'm not your enemy bye yeah yeah, yeah. and that's, that's a, like that's literally a weird, what it is and that to me that's a weird thing in the conversation so that that kind of like to me it equals like that white guilt thing like you ever hear white people like white people accuse each other of having white guilt a lot um i'm not i don't i know what white guilt is so it's like, like in a context of i know white people really are afraid of being called a racist yeah 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 it's it, it, so white guilt is like white like white people accuse other white people of still feeling bad about the atrocities that that white people have caused other races you feel me with, oh with, i thought white people modern... was were white guilt was um they they kind of understand mm-hmm. white privilege and they feel bad about it i kind of feel like that fits too I, f- I feel okay. like basically it, it's a guilt that stems from the perceived and real benefits that white people have over the, over other races, and some white people feel like if you feel too bad about it, you're uh, basically you're punk or you you ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? I could see that. So I feel definitely like, from like the groups like the alt right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I kind of feel like it stems from that a little bit, but but I mean my thing is like it just doesn't doesn't do anything for me like why why is that a thing that you need to tell me like i don't give a shit how guilty you feel about slavery you know what i'm saying like it doesn't you feel a white person feeling guilty about slavery it doesn't do anything for me a white person apologizing to me now about slavery like one white person it's nice doesn't really do anything for me now the american government apologizing for slavery that's dope that's a big move (laughs) But like yes. you know what I'm saying? But like the amount of people who just feel like um they they can't approach it, they can't talk about it, they gotta separate themselves before you even get a chance to even like talk about it or mm-hmm. or bring it up. That's like that's weird, man. Like why it, are you it is. Why are you so like I understand about removing yourself from a conversation that you don't like understand. Yeah. But like it's it's better to say like hey I don't really care about this topic and then walk away than yeah at yeah. least <laughs> at least then I'd be like damn he got balls like you know what I mean I can't say he's racist he just say he don't care like you know what I mean but like the people who just constantly are like I don't see race I feel like that's a a clever quote unquote clever way to to say I don't care and then step away it's and, a politically and, correct yeah way, possibly. and it just to be to be real it makes me more suspicious when you say oh, I'm colorblind. Or like, oh, like it's like if if somebody told you that they stole something from you, and then I, no, you told me somebody stole something from you, and then I, I immediately said I didn't do it. And you'd be like, I didn't say you did. Like, why are you okay? <laughs> like, take it the fuck easy, man. So I don't, yeah. It's I I definitely feel like it's white people not understanding how to talk to black people. Yeah, or to other sure. people of color. For sure, and I don't. And that's the strangest thing in the world to me. So I understand the stigma that black people have about like being unapproachable. Like I get that, but. I feel like in 2019, like that shouldn't still be the stigma. Cause for real, for real, I feel like black people are probably some of the most approachable people. Like as far as candor, you know what I'm saying? Like if you talk to a black person and you're trying to be like on some real shit with them, like mm-hmm. a black most black people that I know, and of being course, honest, yeah, that's a small pool, of course. But I feel like black people will tell you what they're thinking, as long as it don't fuck with their money or they work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you get a black person somewhere that's like comfortable and like balanced and organic they'll tell you whatever you want to know like how they feel you know what i'm saying like i had white homies like ask me now we say this thing where it was like like if somebody like black people if somebody calls you white it's an insult and i told one of my white homeboys that and he was like he was like dang man he's like is it really that bad if somebody calls you a white dude 
And I was like, no, it's not that being white is bad. It's just that somebody is calling you other than yourself. So it's like they're telling you that you don't belong here, kind of. Oh, that. You know what I mean? So it's that not, person is faking it. Yeah. Too. So it's not mm-hmm. that the whiteness is bad. It's just that they're telling you that you're in a space that you don't belong in because of something that they made up. You know what I mean? But that's the okay. that's the kind of answer I could give him because he knew me and he asked me that shit like on a real like he, like he was very yeah. very earnest about it. But it's like, like I feel like we never get the, like we never get the chances for that. Like it's always some weird like. Like, even some weird, um, I don't want to say politically correct, because I hate when people use that as an insult, but, like, like, we just don't get the, the, the arena for it enough, you know what I'm saying? And people, Mm -hmm. people aren't brave enough just to take that chance. Now, I'm not saying, like, go to the fucking hood and just start questioning people, because they're going to think you cops, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But... If you have people in your life, like just don't be scared to ask them. I feel like black people are pretty much keep it real with you. As long as you ain't fucking up their money or fucking up like nothing they got going on, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what's popping. So, I actually have an experience to tell you about today. Okay. Um, recently, I've been trying to go to more hole in the wall, like hole in the wall places, mm-hmm. local businesses, yeah. just because I don't know. I like to explore, and in our city, there's a lot of hole in the wall places. Right. So I went to this local cheesecake place. Uh-huh. You know, found it on Google Maps. Like, okay, I'm gonna go to this cheesecake place. You know, my husband will probably want to eat some cheesecake later on tonight. Right. So I go over there, and I see that all of the employees and like the people up in front are all black. Right. And then a lot of the patrons are all black. Right. It's like okay, well, and I know you have talked about. Uh-huh. Um, trying to support black business, right. black owned business. Right. So I thought, okay, well, you know, let me ask the cashier here whether it's a black owned business. And I'm feeling, I feel so uncomfortable asking yeah. that every <laughs> single time. Like, uh, I'm wondering, like, what is going on in their mind when I'm asking this? Like, hey, um, I got a question. Is this a black owned business? Yeah. They probably thought you was a cop. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who I don't you? know. Yeah. I want that information for yeah. you. Yeah. And you know, also for me, because I would rather, you know, if I'm gonna spend money yeah. like yeah, let me give it to a minority. They're not tripping. They probably yeah. was like, Yeah. And the mm-hmm. most they probably thought about it was just like, Oh, that was weird. Like who's this Asian lady asking me if it's But a I black had that business? I did it a couple of other weeks ago at that burger place I told you about too. Okay. Where, like, and I'm wondering, like, oh, I'm overthinking this mm-hmm. because I'm not black. I, I'm not being candid with them. Yeah. I was like, should I say that, hey, and actually, no, there was a first time I did it was at a chicken place. Okay. And they told me no. Yeah. But I was like, they're, I was kind of insistent on, hey, I got a question. Is this a black owned business? It's not a question for me, it's for a friend. I was like, <laughs> I had to give him a disclaimer. <laughs> like, giving them a disclaimer. Uh, second time, I was a little bit more candid yeah. because actually the cashier, the second time at the burger place was the owner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was like, should I be saying that's perfect? <laughs> I'm like, that's Thanks. perfect. I could, I could relay this information to my friend. Yeah. And then I did the same thing at the Just cheesecake what we place. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel so awkward. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. wondering... Are the black people who I'm asking these questions to feeling awkward as well? They probably feel a little bit awkward because you're not black asking, but it's not awkward enough that they wouldn't tell you or awkward enough that they're going to talk about it for days. It's probably literally just like, oh, I've never had an Asian woman ask me this before. Yes, we are. And then they go on. 
that's what I'm saying. It's like that's the stigma I'm talking about. Like black people got this stigma like in America where it's like we dangerous, but we also like exciting. You know what I mean? So it's like like we gotta somehow try to shake that stigma because black people are just like people. I took I took my man to the club one time and I know he was nervous because he never been to a black club before. And I took him there and he was grinding on women all night long. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Nobody questioned him. Nobody. They thought it was it was a party. Yeah. It was just, you know what I'm saying? Because he was in he was in that um, that environment, and that's that's what it is. If you're in the environment where black people are, like they're not gonna act crazy. Like if they at work, they are gonna act like they at work. This is what it is. Mm -hmm. like, that weird stigma that black people have in America gotta go. Yeah. You know. What I, mean? I even feel a little bit guilty, like when I'm on the street, mm -hmm. because. Um, I would sometimes see like interesting hairstyles that black women have. Mm -hmm. Like, cool. Awesome. But I would just like look at it and I feel like I look at it like a second or two too long. And then I turn my head away and I was like, oh my goodness. I really hope I didn't make that black woman feel feel uncomfortable. Maybe she thinks I'm judging her. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, but like, I kind of feel like you get away with that one because I feel like, and this is me outside looking in. I feel like any woman that got like a new hairstyle, even if it ain't like that crazy it's like it's gonna feel that way it's gonna feel like you're looking at their hair a little bit too long they're either gonna feel like you're looking too long or they're gonna feel like you're not looking long enough like they the shit their hairstyle is popping and you love it you know what i'm saying so i kind of feel like you get a little more leeway with that one again male outside looking in but i kind of feel like that's straight yeah like, or like and okay well maybe this is a better example okay when stereotypically black women have career bodies mm -hmm. you go through walmart and you turn the corner and you see like one of the most biggest yams like booty in the world like unreal booty yeah and it's kind of hard not to look sometimes so you so you preach to the choir right now well, let me tell you i something. mean like i'm Look, look. <laughs> I mean, I'm straight. I'm married. I'm look, straight. Look. But I, I, I it's just understand. sometimes it's really hard not sometimes to look. You gotta risk it and all. And then just I'm look. wondering, like, oh my goodness, am I making this woman feel that I'm racist and I'm looking down on her? Did I accidentally make the wrong face at she the probably, wrong time? Like, she who knows? Don't think. It depends on how you're looking at it. If you're looking at a girl ass and you grimacing, like, <laughs> like, dude, yeah, she's like, what's wrong with you? But if you're just looking at it, like, like that's another thing I kind of feel like falls into the the women cat, the women all category. Mm -hmm. I feel like all women get looked at like that, and it's not it's not saying it's right, you know what I'm saying? But I kind of feel like like a black woman don't know why you're looking at, it, unless she got a super super dumb ass. And then she might know, like, okay, you know what I mean? I know what I got. You know what I mean? As long as you're not, like, squatting in the aisle, staring at a chick. Oh, no. But, yeah. I try my best not to look. But the initial, maybe, like, f first three seconds is my, like, true reaction. Yeah, like, oh, my gosh. You preaching to the choir, man. I be getting caught looking at ass all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Like, I know who I am, you know, and I try not to do it in a way that brings attention to myself or to the woman I'm looking at. I try to have, I mean, it's funny, but I try to have enough respect to, to not make a scene, you know what I mean? But but sometimes, you know, you see your ass and you're just like, oof, Lord, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. gracious. But ever since we started this podcast, like, you know, you have made me more aware of how white people make black people feel like feel mm -hmm. on a daily basis right. and like it's making me i guess a little bit more hyper aware of yeah. what's going on and now i'm trying to find that medium healthy awareness I'm trying to calibrate it yeah yeah and that's dope that's good and you'll you'll figure it out but the, the main the most important thing of that is going to be 
proximity to black people. Cause you're not if if you just kicking it with me and I'm your only black friend. I don't know if I'm your only black friend or not. But if I'm your only black friend, you're not gonna figure it out from me. Cause I got I got hella different sensibilities than other than a black woman would have. You know what I'm saying? A black gay man would have a black. You know what I'm saying? Don't whatever. Worry. Like whenever we disagree on something, I yeah. have another black friend <laughs> on the side be like, "Hey, there you is go. this normal?" Yeah. So you got like your closeness to black, like your proximity to blackness is gonna help you with that. Like the more you talk to black people and they tell you, like, "No, nah, I think this, no, nah, I think this," you'll figure that shit out. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's like you would do with anybody. Like I told you, like I always tell this story. Like I thought white people was all cowboys and surfer dudes, and I didn't change until I started kicking it with them, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, I get it a little bit." You know what I'm saying? I kind of okay. feel. A little bit of the different type of personalities and the different uh, cultural things that I'm I'm dealing with that I see with them. So, yeah, no, I get that shit. That shit, <laughs> that's real funny though. <laughs> it's the Sonia's White Guild podcast. Nah, so. nah. <laughs> put that in the title. White Guild is so strange to me. Like, like that's like some shit that I feel like white people created. That they're really? I feel like white people created it. But then they're mad at each other for having it, and like it doesn't help anybody, like but white people. That's such a weird thing. It's like it's like, like black people don't get nothing from white people. Wouldn't it be kind of like black victimhood, where there is a small minority of black people mm-hmm. who I guess bootstrap made it on their own, and mm-hmm. they just kind of want bl- the other black people to get over it type deal? So are you saying like that's comparable to white guilt? Like, like you were talking about white guilt. Like, mm-hmm. there is like a debate within the white community yeah. of like, oh, yeah. the, should we have it or should we not I can have see this? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then there's that. like the black victimhood. Yeah, where black, where successful black people would say, okay, why, why? Because don't Bill you Cosby that? was doing that for a, oh, yeah. a long time. Yeah, why don't you do what I did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I can see that. I can understand. How and then I'm... they get t- called Uncle Oof. Tom. It was. Yeah. So that's the yeah. That's they get called coons. They get called Uncle Toms. All that shit. Like to me. Coon and Uncle Tom is like the worst insult that you can call a black. To me personally, yes, that's the worst insult you can call a black person because that's the same thing of you you telling a black person basically they don't belong in their their uh, ethnic group. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, which is like a wow accusation. Like, how can you tell somebody who looks like you that they don't belong in this? You know what I mean? Like, well, that's so they're weird. not really talking about the ethnic group; they're talking about the black, they the black American act. culture. Yeah, but it's like okay, so that person is successful. Like, okay, he's a, he might be an asshole, mm-hmm. but for you to say that person no longer belongs, like that's that's extra, dude. You know what I mean, but it's also the same thing with successful black people looking down on less successful black people, saying, "Well, why don't you do it like I did?" Like, that's not necessarily how success success works all the time. Sometimes no, success is could be dumb luck. Could be dumb luck. You know I mean, it could be. Uh, it, I mean, it very certainly is years of hard work, but it could be dumb luck, and everybody's not that lucky. You know what I mean? And not and not even luck, but everybody's not that knowledgeable. And everybody doesn't have the same resources. There's a lot of different reasons. Everybody don't have the same drive. Some people might be successful as an entry level whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But for somebody of a higher status, of a historically, uh, dis, well, I guess I want to say disenfranchised people, to look down on the people who are still struggling, trying to make something of themselves. Like, why would you even do that? Isn't that normal hierarchy, though? Yeah, class hierarchy. Class hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know if you heard, like, it's a rapper named ASAP Rocky. Mm-hmm. ASAP Rocky. He got arrested in Sweden. I think it was Sweden because he got into a fight. Now, from all the, from the way it looks, it looked like it was self-defense. Mm-hmm. He was in Sweden. They was following him. He got into a fight because they was following him. He defended himself, but then he got locked up. So, the fucked up thing about that is it kind of ties into, like, the black classism and stuff. Is when the riots were going down in Ferguson. 
he was on a radio show saying how he didn't want to talk about Ferguson. He didn't want to talk about that because he don't live that life. He want to talk about bitches that he fucking. He want to talk about clothes that he wearing. He want to talk about music that he writing. And a lot of black community was like, like, what the fuck, man? Like, you rich, but you came from us. How you gonna turn your back on us just because you got money and you hanging out in richer areas with more white people? So he was on the radio he saying said that. that. Yeah, he, wow. That's his exact quote. He came back and clarified what he said. He said, "That's not. I said it that way, but that's not what I meant. What I meant was, I don't know enough about that to talk about that. But I think by then the damage was already done. So when he got arrested, that's not in the Sweden, right way of going about it. Like that definitely sounds like like something made up. Right." To try to... To kind of kill the backlash. Yeah. yeah. No, not so at all. That he got there arrested. is a proper way of doing that, and that is no comment. I don't really know much about the situation. Right. There was a rapper, Young Thug, that said that he was just like, he said, I don't know too much about that, but I'm going to let the people who know about that handle that. Which was acceptable, right? Yes, very now, acceptable. Now that Rocky got arrested in Sweden, a lot of the black community is like, a lot of black people is just like, okay, let them stay over there. Like remember, Sweden's he don't want, jails are he don't very want good. To talk. Actually, well, the, 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 it's like a hotel. Out, everything that's coming out in the news is saying he's being kept in like inhumane conditions and blah blah in blah. Sweden blah, blah. of all places. That, that's what it say. I don't know. I really? told. I talked to my brother about it. My brother said that he was like, "No, nah, he's fine. He's in Sweden. He's fine." I don't know, but <laughs> Sweden has a very high standard. <laughs> a lot of black people just like y'all. Like, nah, fuck him. Like, remember, he didn't want to talk about Ferguson. Remember, he didn't want to talk about black struggles. Remember, nah, he's from Beverly Hills. Let Beverly Hills people go save him. So it's like, that's that. That's like a perfect example of, like, when blackness and, like, elitism, like, connect. Where, you, where like, you're so, you're so rich or you're around so many different type of people that you don't feel necessarily connected to. And I don't know if he doesn't feel connected to black people or if he just doesn't feel connected to those black people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like... Do you but, feel the same way about Kanye? Kanye, I feel, yeah, and I, I fucking tried to defend him for so long. But I think that there is a level of money and wealth where you are not connected anymore. Not mm-hmm. saying that, Lynn, we had this conversation. Not saying that he has to give up that part of himself, but he just doesn't live that life anymore. His life consists of other things now. You know what I mean? Like, when you, like, I, and like for me, the closest thing I have to explain is like when I lived in Baltimore, like, I never ever imagine leaving Baltimore yeah and I was a kid of course but like I just didn't the world didn't exist outside of Baltimore to me mm-hmm. you feel me and then once I grew up with North Carolina and I started traveling it was like my world started expanding and then the stuff that was going on in Baltimore like mattered less and less to me it didn't mean I didn't care about my family there it didn't mean I didn't care about the city but it was just like I was so far removed from what was going on I can't really speak on it no more Mm-hmm. So that's how I, that's where I feel like Kanye is at. But I feel like Kanye has a problem where he just don't have a good like he don't have a good editor in his mind. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'll say something that's like real prolific, you're like damn, that was really intelligent, Kanye. And he'll say some other shit, and you're like, what the fuck were you talking about? <laughs> what? I feel like with Kanye, he feels like he I don't know, like some sort of like. Spirit, not a spiritual person, like some, like somebody who came down from the gods to yeah. like 
help get the black people on the right path. Like the black people today don't understand now, but they will understand later. Like that type of deal. Like he's more like forward thinking. Like he thinks of himself that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the rest of the community got to catch up. And that's that's my only issue with Kanye is because I think that you're right. He thinks that he is forward thinking, right? But it's like the issue with that is he hasn't done enough research to realize that there have been million not millions thousands of scholars before him that have thought the same things that he's thinking now oh, okay so it's like he's thinking things now that people thought years ago but he thinks because he hasn't done the research that he's the first one to have this idea so he's like y'all gotta catch up to me and it's like no bro you gotta sit down and fucking study your history and learn that you're behind and then catch up through history and then have a new take on it once you're educated on it but he just okay. says shit because he feels it. And he's like, mm-hmm. this is real. Y'all want to y'all wanna stifle me. Y'all want to uh, censor me. He's like, no, we don't want to censor you. But we don't want you out here sounding crazy either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you just talk about wow. I mean, it's shit. working for him. Yeah. I, I mean, it keeps it's us like... looking. It keeps us in there with him. It keeps us buying albums and watching the Kardashians and all that other shit. But well, also keeps, even if it's not the direction that a lot of, the, the most of the black community want to go to mm-hmm. at least he's bringing the topic to the spotlight a little bit more yeah so I, just, I wish that. I wish he had a better like like schedule for it or like I wish he had more people that were like helping him flesh out what he's trying to say yes because I, I know he feels it I know whatever he feels he feels it like purely but whenever he goes it gets time to say it it's like a hundred percent hit or miss. Sometimes he's like, "Damn, that was." Yeah, but you know what? Brave. At least we know that it's real. It's not That's edited. True. It's filtered <laughs> out. Like it comes. It could, like there are some things I have said in my life yeah. that I wish I have not said it in the way I did. Yeah. But at but least people real. know it was real. That's true. And he, and he knows that. Like he puts it in his song. You know what I mean? Like he speaks from his soul. But it's just like it. it the timing of it can sometimes be like super fucked up. Like. Mm-hmm. Like if you like when he was on the news, when he was on the thing about Katrina, he was on the, like the telethon and he said George Bush doesn't like black people. That was one of the dopest. I mean, yeah, that was one of the dopest things of all time. Like mm-hmm. black people everywhere was like, "Fuck yes, Kanye is dead, dude." <laughs> like yes, he look yes, he's saying what we thinking. Yes, that was dope. And then like he had a place on our hearts, right? Years, 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 years later, then he goes, he feels like black people staying in slavery for hundreds of years. That seemed like a choice. Now, I mean, if you expect, if you inspect what he's saying, you kind of get the gist of it. He's not. Well, saying, yeah. If you have five white plantation, like you know, slave owners, and there's a hundred of you guys, yeah, probably you could beat up the five. Yeah, he's just saying that he's he's trying to say that somewhere along the way there was a choice that we didn't make. That was a sacrifice that we didn't pay. But the way he said it was just like, dog, like. You're ignoring all of the tragedies that came out that shit. You're ignoring the mental uh, strain and, and uh, conditioning that went with that. Like, you can't say that shit like that. But it's pure. You know what I mean? It's I right know. from his it is. It is heart. so pure, though. Yeah, and it's like... So, uh, it, there's pros uh, and cons to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could build a team with filters, but yeah. then... It'll get watered down, and sometimes a message and will get lost. And it'd be lost. something that he won't really mean. And yeah. then there is the... I mean, the artistic mind of Kanye, yeah. pure and unadulterated. Yeah. And I get it. He's never going to be a scholar. And I don't mean that as like a um, like an insult, but I mean, I think because he's so pure, he probably does not want to, he doesn't want to take in all of that history and all that information because he feels like it'll change what he's trying to say. 
right? He but wants to be original. He wants to be able to say something original from how he feels without it being like. And technically, with. it's original because it wasn't tampered with. Right, but at the like same he, time, it's like it's like you should your your truth should be tampered with by other truths. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I, I get that want that you just want to be real original from the soul, but you, you, what you're saying should have to pass the test of history. Mm-hmm. You feel me? It should. You feel me? But he's never going to do that because I feel like it will take away from who he is as a person. So when you mentioned about like, hey, a lot of people in the past have said the same exact thing mm-hmm. with him about, you know, the choice of being slaves. Like, mm-hmm. there's already a psychological concept called learned helplessness Mm -hmm. and what it is is that the most common um example of it is you put people in a room Mm -hmm. and it's it's locked and you tell them to get out but they can't because it's locked and then you put them in the same room over and over again day after day after day there's a door Mm -hmm. you know the first couple days they kept on trying to open the door the knob not working eventually they stopped trying to open the door in the knob Even though, like, afterwards, like, they would unlock the door to see if anybody would, like, try to get out again. Mm-hmm. They don't try. Mm. They learned to stay in that room. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel with slavery is that mm-hmm. eventually at some point you learn and get comfortable with being a slave. Like, right. this is this is where I am. This is where I belong. So, what you just said would have been a better way for him to say it. Yes. He could have been exactly like... exactly <laughs> how I want that, him to say that it. That would have been a way more, like, intelligent, intellectual way for him to say it. He could have been like, yo, I feel like th- with the generations of us still being oppressed and in fucked up conditions in America, it seems like we're we're in a state of learned helplessness. He could have said that and then added some details to it because somebody would have argued him on that. Like, what oh, do you yeah. Mean? But at least that would have been better than saying slavery feel like a choice. Like, ah, come but on. But that guy, wouldn't yeah. have made the news, though. Right, right, it right. It wouldn't have. <laughs> it definitely wouldn't have. It got to be the scandal. It got to be the crazy thing that he said. Yeah. It sucks. It wouldn't know, have made him money. And, and, and I, money makes the world go around. And that's another thing too. I can't figure out if if he's a real person. Like it feels it feels sincere, it feels eager, but I can't figure out if if he's being like pure or if this is like some sort of weird like Hollywood act that he's putting on just to make sure that we still buying tickets, we still buying albums, we still tuning in. I so it's kind of like reverse psychology. Yeah, I feel like they playing like, me. Let me let me shit on all of them, and they'll keep on buying my tickets. Yeah, it's like reality TV. You know what I'm saying it's like we we know what's gonna happen every week when we watch reality TV. Somebody gonna throw a drink. These two ladies gonna start fighting. This dude is cheating on this girl with the girl to live across the hall. You know what I'm saying? Like we know the ingredients to it, mm-hmm. but it's like we watch that shit every week because it's entertaining. We love the drama. We love. So I'm like, maybe he's just creating drama. You know what I mean? Just to pull our eyes in. Like I, it, it has a term. I know like the Kardashians are real good for it. Like it's like causing a disturbance and then profiting off of the disturbance because now everybody's looking at you and they gotta see what you what you just messed up. You gotta click on it. What do you? What did you just clickbait. do? Clickbait. You know what I'm saying? So it's like not clickbait. It, it, it's another it's word. It's like for a it. TV form of clickbait. Yeah, news form but of it's clickbait. yeah, it's a thing that draws you in. Yes. So now you have to have an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn. Like, like I used to, like you know what a stand is? No. Stan is like a super fan. Okay. Like just a dude who's just like, I'll never give up. I used to be a stan for Kanye. Oh really? Like, every time he said some shit, I was just like, yo, y'all just don't understand. He got some stuff that he about to drop. He said this, but he meant this. 
And he he's a genius. He's a genius. Okay. And he's a genius. He just said so much shit. I just was like, damn, Kanye. Fish dicks, man. I can't fucking protect you no more. Like, what are you doing? I can't defend you no more because now I'm looking crazy. Yeah, so, Did you feel embarrassed? Yo, at like, one point? I did. When he dropped that slave, I think that was it. When he said the slave was a choice line. And then he started, like, defending Donald Trump and meeting with him. I was just like, what are you doing? Like, I think that he literally thinks that he is the first person to do what he's doing. He thinks that he's an innovator. Like, nobody meets with racist presidents. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Donald Trump is not the first racist president that somebody's met with, dog. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and people are like, like you know, you, you heard of Lyndon B. Johnson. I should have. So I he's know one of he's name. one of our he's he's a dude. He's one of our presidents. Okay. I can't remember what number he is. But he is racist as shit. Like he used to fucking he heard that black people were scared of snakes. And he used to drive around with dead snakes in his trunk. And he was like he would try to get black people to open the trunk and he would just like, try to throw it on them. Like that's okay. a real story that because he th- he heard that black people were scared of snakes. Everybody's can, scared of snakes. Exactly. You can Google that. That's a real everybody story. Everybody likes fried chicken and mac and cheese. And everybody's afraid of snakes. <laughs> Most people are afraid of, afraid of snakes. But he used to do that because he heard black people were afraid of snakes. Like, what the So Trump is not okay. the first like racist dude. But I think that Kanye thinks that he, because he refuses to do the research, or because he don't have the people that supply him with that, he thinks that he's the first, doing the, first person doing this type of shit. And it's like, dog, you're not. You're just re- you're reinventing the wheel right now, and you think that you're not, but you are, and we're watching you do this shit. You gotta chill the fuck out, man. Like, I don't know. So yeah, I was embarrassed as hell. I can't, I can't even defend my man no more. I can't even do it. Oh my goodness. Ugh, that dude was burning me out, man. I just. I still love him. Man. But I gotta love him from afar. <laughs> Shout but out to back man. to like the whole filter thing. Like, would you rather yeah. have somebody have a filter or not have a filter? And I think this is one of those things to go back to the original topic of mm-hmm. the white people calling themselves colorblind. Like yeah. that's them having a filter. Nobody is truly colorblind right. here. Yeah. Like that's such bullshit. I think that if we got and... if we if we're to the point where we're talking about colorblindness, then take your filter off. Because if I brought that topic up with you, then that means that I, I trust you to a certain extent. Okay. So don't feel. If I just met you on a subway or something, and you say I'm colorblind, I might go, "That's stupid." But I'm never gonna see you again. But if I'm having a conversation with you about race, and you tell me, and I, I'm investing in you, kinda, and you're mm-hmm. saying you're colorblind, it's like you just like you added nothing to the pot. Yes. So for me, if I'm talking to you about that, just take the filter. And out, maybe man. be real with me. And maybe it's not even a filter; it's just filler, where yeah. a person is completely now, do not know anything about the topic can't even comprehend it i'd rather you say i don't know nothing about that yes you know what i'm saying like, yeah but you know I've, I've people had, they want I've, they want real. to contribute and say something i know and put something out there right. so just like they just learn. pick something out of from a radio from a tv show and yeah. just spew one of, it out one of the dopest things i ever had happen not dopest things of all time but just like as far as my interaction with a white person like mm-hmm. so i got i got called um i got called a nigga Going to a bar downtown. I think he was with me. He was, I think it was me, you, Kurt Kelly, and was I drunk? Maybe you might have all been drunk, but yeah. But I, Kurt was standing next to me, um, and this lady called me a nigger. And then the next day, I told this homeboy at work that, and he looked at me and he said, he said, "I'm sorry that that happened to you." To me, that was dope. That's good because he didn't need to understand how offended I was as a black person. He didn't need to understand like 
where his whiteness like fit into the equation and if he had to feel he just said i'm sorry because it was a fucked up thing yes so he treated it like it was a fucked up thing i'm mm -hmm. sorry that, and that was dope that's all i need you to say bro i don't need you to defend your whiteness i know it was a different person i know it wasn't you at least they even said like oh i can't believe this is happening in 2018 i get whatever. that shit all every I year i can't believe it every day might just send me a, just send me a letter that it's... say i can't believe this happened with a blank and just write in the number I get that's gonna be on your damn time. birthday card i believe I'm gonna it. add that in there i can't believe that this happened in 2037 <laughs> like, i right, can't though. believe you're turning this that age at this year worst. that is the worst thing of all time is because every year so something happens to me and I tell somebody and then they say the same shit every year and it's like dog like did you forget about last year when I told you that shit like what you mean but that's the filterness like yeah. you're saying these cliche things because in mainstream society right now you should you, th these are the things to say in those moments that's I'm co oh I'm colorblind oh I can't believe this is happening in 2019 yeah. Yeah. And like whenever people talk like that I just it, it makes my ears bleed like I'm like you're so fake Damn, that's you're so goddamn fake we might have to start like doing some of these and just call them like the white people handbook like <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean <laughs> like what to do what to do when when you're white and this happens because that's pretty dope. yeah I hate that shit all that cliche that I hate because it's like I mean it's cliche for a reason because we've heard it a thousand fucking times like if I tell you some racist shit happened to me I know you didn't do it you ain't gotta feel guilty. Just tell me. Just tell me what you would tell me if I said somebody Black kicked me in the balls. Black people aren't going around like accusing every white person of racism. Right. Like and some people. And some of these white people have that stereotype in their mind. Yeah. I mean, I know, like, at for a little bit, like, mm. I do have that a little bit unconsciously in my mind. Whenever mm. you know, walk around Walmart and I see a big booty. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I know that I'm smart enough. To know that I am overthinking it. Yeah. Like, I can't I can't control other people's emotions right. and how they react to right. me. Right. And then if somebody ever approaches you about that, I know that, like, that confrontation is a scary thing. But if somebody approaches you, you just tell them what the fuck was happening. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you don't have, it doesn't have to be this thing that looms over your head that's always scary. Let's say if, like, that girl caught you looking at her ass, right? Mm -hmm. And she saw a face she made or something. She came in here and she was just like, she was like, yo. Why are you looking at my ass? It feels like it's racist, right? I'd you be like, I'm sorry, but you have a really big booty. You, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can like, say I that. Know. I don't know. That's to okay say. to say. Now, because you're a woman, it may be a little bit more okay for you to say it than a dude. Yeah. But a dude can say, hey, I'm sorry. I was looking at you. I was looking at your butt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, you can just say the thing that you are really doing. But it's like we're scared to just be honest with each other, so we give each other like these bullshit, like lines. It's like no, just say the thing, say the thing that you're feeling. No, knowing me, like I could see somebody reacting, like the, this imaginary lady reaction. Well, you don't have the right to look at me, blah 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 blah. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna like put my hands up over my head. I always do. And go like, okay, I'm leaving now. Bye, lady. I, I always do the worst case. So I do like this game. I play with anything, any decision I gotta make. It's a worst case scenario game. So if I'm in your shoes, right, and I see this girl with a super super fat butt. And I'm like, let's say she white or something. Let's make her a different race. Okay. I'm looking at her butt. And I'm just like, oh. and she catch me. And she's like, why are you looking at my butt? I feel like it's racist. I'm be like, look, I'm sorry. 
I got a little distracted. I was looking at your butt, right? Worst case scenario. Work right off the back, worst case scenario, she stabbed me in my throat. Bow. I don't have to worry about it no more. So let's let's make it easier. Yeah, right? but that can't be avoidable. That's all unavoidable. Like that's, that's, what that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. That's like bottom line. So let's make yeah. it like a little higher up. Worst case scenario. Um she calls the cops on me. Okay. Right? Because I was looking at her butt. Like what law did I break, right? No mm -hmm. law. I didn't break anything. Alright, so let's go another step up. Um she's super mad at me. Cause I told her, look, man, I'm sorry. I was just looking at your butt. It wasn't nothing racist. She's super mad at me and she still feels like it's racist, right? We in this mm -hmm. Walmart and she just let me have it. Yes. You motherfucker, you looked at my butt. It's racist. Ah, blah, blah, blah. At the very, very, like, most, that's her one day of my life. That one lady got upset because she caught me doing something fucked up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's at the very, like, most reasonable like fucked up thing that can happen it's, it's still not that bad it still shouldn't keep me from going from asking the questions that i want to ask from being as honest as i want to be and honesty and offensive are different people think that they're the same shit honesty is me going hey i'm sorry i was i was looking at you but i apologize offensive is me going damn girl you got a fat ass you know what i'm saying you know they come off to use that face you just made mm -hmm. <laughs> they come off different ways and I, feel I, like, I hate that offensiveness. I hate when people get that confused as well. You could be honest without being offensive. Right. You could talk to someone like in, in a respectful manner without an attitude, without a tone. Right. Like, but that's one of the things. Unfortunately, it is a very much a black stereotype, stereotype <laughs> to react in a way that yeah. is offensive yeah. instead and it's it's one thing to be honest of course yeah. but react in a way that's offensive but it could also be because the black community have always been on the defensive for many many years and we're we're different with each other exactly like i can talk to my brothers that way mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i can talk to my boys that way like i can call my boys like bitches clowns you know what I mean? Fuck you, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's, yeah. it's whatever. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they know that that's like a, not a term of endearment, but they know I'm kind of like fucking with her. I'm not, there's no ill intent behind it, right? Yes. So, it's, we, so when we do that with other people, it becomes this thing where it's like, oh shit, like what does that mean? And that's only because other people don't have as close, of, don't, don't have as close as a radius, oh, not radius, a distance to blackness as I do. Yes. But if you ever like spend time with black people, like, that shit won't even bother you. you. You would know the cues. You would know that if a person say, fuck you, blah, 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 they not really, really mad at you. They might be messing with you. But yeah. then you'll know if a, if a dude roll up in your spot, mad, quiet, acting shifty, that's danger. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we was at that IHOP and the dude, was in the, the dude from Chicago was in the back acting funny. You know what I mean? Like, he ain't say nothing. But I told you and Kelly, I was like, yo, like, keep your eyes open. <laughs> Something might, something's going to happen. My eyes were on those damn hash browns. Exactly. And something popped off like 30 <laughs> minutes later. You know what I mean? So it's like yes. the proximity, the closeness to two black people, to any race for real for is what keys you in on stuff. It, 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 it lowers that um, that anxiety that people have about each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And people just don't have enough of that with blackness because the, the stereotypes about blackness still persist for some strange reason. Because you know what I'm saying? Like even like, do I got to do some bottom one that's like, I know. Which is which is a real dangerous city. Yes. But the dudes that I know there are not all thugs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got homies that's 
that'll whoop your ass in Xbox on some Dragon Ball Z. You know what I mean? Like they're regular dudes. Yes. But they are right there in a in a point of town or in a part of the country that's um that's heavy with that type of thing. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So like if you knew like some of your best like white friends that was growing up in like some tough neighborhoods, that wouldn't reflect on them. You would still be able to be like, okay, he lives there, but he's this type of person. So we got our four other races that same shit. And then once we do that, I feel like we'd be less scared to get to know people. And then all that filter shit could get thrown away and we can ask candid questions ask honest questions without worrying about like somebody flipping out or like cussing us out or whatever we think happened on tv is gonna happen in real life you know what i'm saying because that shit just don't happen all mm-hmm. the time sometimes i'm sure it's onesie i'm sure it's occurrences out there where the shit that happened on tv <laughs> exactly happens <laughs> i mean but a lot of the times like you know I me mean? black white black people for real in my opinion black people just like having a good time Yep. You know what I mean? Not saying that that's what they all about, but for the most part, if you catch us like that, we all about making making life like as easy as possible. And if we like you, if we love you, you you included in that. So cool. Yeah, that's what I'm at with it. I don't know. Just cut all that colorblind stuff out, all that white guilt stuff out. It helps nobody. I don't care about it. <laughs> just, just ask me real questions, man. Like. Ask me real questions. I had to do ask me one time. And I think, I don't want to call the dude dumb. Yeah. But I think that he just was not like socially, um, like educated. Maybe he wasn't as socially like knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. So he asked me, I told him I was Muslim. Yeah. And he asked me straight up, like immediately. He said, he looked confused for a second. He looked at me because I'm black. I don't look Arab. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And he was like, you're Muslim? I was like, yeah. He was like, well, why do your people want to destroy America? He asked me just like that. Like, no malice in his heart. <laughs> no, he wasn't angry. He wasn't, like, grabbing me by the shirt. Like, motherfucker, like, why? Like, he just, tell me about 9-11. He just was like. I actually kind of like him. You know what I'm saying? He asked me so honestly. And I, at first, I had to, like, and I had to check myself because I wanted to get mad first. Yeah. But he asked me so genuinely. I was like, this dude is not, he's not accusing me of anything. He literally thinks that Muslims want to destroy America and he likes me. So he's asking, he's trying to connect two ideas in his mind. And I was just like, and and you get, and you just got to kind of acknowledge the fact that some people are just not educated in like, uh, in the things that you might be educated in. Mm-hmm. So when he asked me that, I was just like, I had to like take kind of like the he high may road. have not even known like Muslims like are like, he don't even a religious know. group. You know what I'm saying? He just think it's a type of people. Yeah, you feel me? So when he asked me that, I just was like, oh, it's not all Muslims, man. I was like, it's extremists. Like every religion has its extremists. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like Christians have the KKK. Like you feel me? Islam has has um, jihadis and you feel me? Like different sects of Islam. You know. So I kind of broke it down from like that. And he literally looked at me and he was just like, well, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was, yeah. it wasn't like no thing where for the rest of like the time he was peeping at me, like, I don't trust him. You know what I'm saying? He was cool. Now, I don't he know didn't how much. He have an agenda right? to try to argue with you. He literally just did not know and decided to ask his, his buddy, quote unquote. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that yeah. was like, it was such, it was such like a honest moment. I was just like, damn, like, so it's some people out here that just for real, for real, 
don't know. They have no dog in a fight. They have no prior knowledge. There's nobody who's in his circle that's going to teach him about Muslims. He got nobody in his life that's going to ever tell him what a Muslim is. Yeah. All he's going to hear about Muslims is what they show on the news when America, excuse me, is going to war with some fucking extremists. Mm -hmm. That's all he know about Islam. I was like, fuck, damn. So that kind of like helped me when I like, that's why I can argue with people now and I get mad because I'm like, I don't know everything. This person don't know everything. There's a lot of great ignorance in our argument. And sometimes somebody can ask you some totally wild shit and be completely real with you. You know what I'm saying? Coming from like a pure place. I was just like, fuck. So yeah. I mean, it, but I, I, I like that he had, it might've been because he just didn't know better. But I like that he had the balls just to ask me what he was thinking straight At up. At least he had the innocence of like not knowing that just that was an inappropriate pure. <laughs> And I loved it. I loved it. I loved it because it was no fucking filter. He just was like, yo, like, like, and it was so funny because I was just like, when he asked me, I was like, I should be offended. <laughs> I feel like I should be offended because he was like, yo, like, yeah, why are your people? Like, I knew Osama bin Laden or something. He's just like, why are your people trying to destroy, trying to destroy America? All of America. And I was just like, yo, this motherfucker is wild. Like, I can't. He asked me that. It wasn't like he waited till I was in the bathroom. He didn't wait till I was like somewhere by myself. He asked me when I was like in line going somewhere with a bunch of other dudes. But that's all, in front of other people. In front of a whole room full of people, he just was like, "Yeah, why are you people trying to just tell me about it?" And I was just like, and that like it was such an audacious like like situation. I was just like, he got he can't know anything about this mm -hmm. because of how he asked me, and I loved that. I wish everybody could ask questions like that. I would, but also on the same tip though, I wish everybody could ask questions like that. But I also wish that the people that everybody retained the information about what they asked. Because a lot of times a motherfucker will ask questions just for the sake of an argument and then forget about what you just told them and then go back to whatever previous thought they had and that's like fucked up. Oh, yeah. They're just, they're just, they're just arguing just to argue yeah, in the moment. That. Yeah, that's just, that's And it really sucks whenever you're like debating with someone and like they're acting like you have like some sort of agency. Yeah. <laughs> and like not agency, but of course we all have agency, but mm -hmm. agenda, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. Agenda. It's just like... I don't really have an agenda, but I don't know how to prove this to this yeah. person right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to say it in a way to yeah. get rid of this miscommunication. Yeah. Uh, let me just let it go. Whatever. I'm not. I am not responsible for other people's emotions. Right. I need to right. stop doing this. You are not responsible. For I am other, not. A, the only thing I say about communication is I feel like I feel like the burden the burden of communication is on the speaker. That's not saying that the whole responsibility is on the speaker, but I feel like if you're talking to someone, it's your job to try and convey the message the best way that you can. Now, if you do your very best, if you honestly do your very best to convey a message and that person still doesn't get it, then it's on them. You yeah. feel me? That's the only, that's the only uh, responsibility I put on anybody that's trying to say something to a person. Mm -hmm. You feel me? But if they're like hard pressed to not understand you or ignore you or take it a certain way that they want to take it like you can't control that all you can do is what they say like speak your truth and then see what happens and you can't be afraid to hear the answer you know yeah. what I mean? like i mean you can but it's just knowledge that you're missing out on for real for real. that's how i feel mm -hmm. so yeah it's just with sometimes when like in conversations mm -hmm. once someone feels that you have some sort of agenda 
and like you and not there in good faith arguments like sometimes mm-hmm. that like you could tell that person is shutting down mm-hmm. completely yeah. and you're like you know what if i just keep on digging it's going to make things worse like deal and that's why like, I don't know I be trying like that's why I don't like debates cause I feel like debates ain't really about getting to the the Truth. right answer it's more about who can argue the best mm-hmm. so that's why I hate debates but I love arguing <laughs> I love arguing because an argument always comes down to well let's google that <laughs> and let's research that and then cause now you're bringing in real information Mm-hmm. And you have to, you gotta fucking, because it's a competitive thing, an argument is a competitive thing, you're like trying to find out what's most recent. So it always has an air of, not an air, but it's there's a, a foundation of truth that if you're really caring about the topic you're talking about, it gets dug up. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That's why I like that. Like, I feel like you can, you can argue and you can be dead wrong. You can dig yourself in a hole as far as with the person you're arguing with. Mm-hmm. But if y'all are both trying to figure something out for real, for real, you're still connected just based off the topic you're talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, eventually you're going to hit bedrock and then you're going to figure out what the fuck you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And one of you is going to be right or you're both going to be partially right. You know what I'm saying? Something's going to happen where you're both going to leave with a better understanding of what you're talking about. Yeah. So I, it, I like arguments. I hate debates. It kind of sucks with... So... I don't view things as right or wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of things as pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Like, if we go this way in society, the pros are this and the cons are that. Okay. If we go this other way, the pros are this and the pros are that. I like like that. it really depends on your values on which way you want society to go with. Right. And sometimes, especially when it comes to culture and racism, society in general, mm-hmm. sometimes, like, one way of thinking will produce a different positive value right. but another way to think it'll produce another different positive value it depends on where you want to go with it right so and I, I hate i hate looking at things as right or wrong I because agree. i just know that there are other positive benefits to the wrong i agree so i don't i don't believe in right or wrong i believe in uh productive and unproductive mm-hmm. but i do also acknowledge that i've since i was born not since i was born well yeah i'll say since i was I I had to pick a team. So the team that I chose was Team Black. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you had to. so the way I look at things is mm-hmm. uh, and I don't have to I, and, and yeah, I kind of had to because the world, that's what kind of race is, where the world looks at you a certain way and that's how they treat you. But I decided that I want to do what is best for black people. Now, in that, I don't want to inconvenience anybody else. But I do want to make sure that my family is okay, that my community is okay, that my community uh, is successful, it builds up, and that our best interests are at heart when it comes to that. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. so that's so I look at it through like a black perspective of productive and unproductive. Mm-hmm. If I see the same thing that you're talking about, I don't go, "Oh, this is bad," or "This is evil," "This is righteous," "This is not." It's just what's going to help and what's not going to help. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think that is fair because that good bad shit gets twisted into what's right and wrong political and shit blah, blah, and blah. yeah, like, but, yeah. It's that's a lot. But, I wish that people could understand some of the nuances right. of things. Yeah, and it's it's really frustrating because it makes the conversation a little bit more complicated. A lot of people don't like complicated conversations, but I love it. Yeah, most people don't. And that's another thing I'm realizing, too, is just, like, like a lot of us here, like, just as humans um, as citizens, 
we just don't want to deal with with the shit behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, we want to deal like they'll give us like politicians kind of give us a little bit to go off on, and then we'll take that little bit. We argue over that little bit, like it's like worth everything, and then we want to let it go. So I think there's a certain degree of like that sleight of hand or that quote unquote good versus evil type thing that that I feel like our country uses just to keep just to make people feel like they're helping. But when it comes to that heavy heavy thought. I know that there's a not a handful, but I know that compared to the people who don't like mm-hmm. dealing with that shit, like we in a minority. Yeah. So I try. I think that's when we were talking earlier. I think that's the type of shit that gets me like kind of like bummed out a little bit. Like <laughs> the fact that I know that people don't really, really care how stuff works. They really just want it to keep working. Yeah, people don't want. It's like you know, a lot of times people want. Yeah. Just stuff to happen in front yeah. of them. They don't really want to know the mechanics they don't and want to know the how money hot dogs that'll are made. You know the money and the yeah. time it takes for other people to set but up I, what you want. And I get it. You know, it's the same way. Like if you was in a house and your lights went out, you don't want to become an electrician. You just want the light to be back on. So you, yeah, you know but what I mean? pay someone to do that. Yeah. But like I know, but in if, that, in I that know instance, in that situation, if I'm paying someone a thousand dollars, I'm gonna question it. Like, is it really gonna take a thousand dollars to right. put the lights back on? But you have more faith in that system because you can kind of see what happens. You pay a dude, yeah. he shows up. Now your lights, the lights work. Yeah. Politics and, and like the way the country works is so much more difficult that we'll take anything, any small win, just to say the system works. Now I don't have to think about it no more. It works for me at least. Now I ain't got to think about it no more. That which kind of which kind of fucks is why I hate that colorblind shit. Because the colorblind shit is like, oh, like oh, I don't have to deal with it. Cool. You know what I'm saying? But it's like yeah. I understand it, but I don't really be tripping about that shit, man. Like, I don't know. White <laughs> <laughs> people trying to get out of complicated conversations. That's what we're gonna start. <laughs> we're gonna come up with some topics. It's just gonna be like white people hang guys. Like <laughs> when you're white. And like, was it what when you're white? Colon, in this situation, is what it's gonna be for now. I just just try to get y'all right. It's gonna be a bestseller. <laughs> I hope so. Ah, I hope it Man. is. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. We are running out of time. Yeah, I love talking about colorblinds, but we got like three minutes left on this joint. <laughs> I didn't think this was gonna be that long. That's funny. I thought this was gonna be like a short one. I was expecting it too, actually. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to last this long. Yeah, but I feel I don't know. I don't know. I was Talk about shit like this for maybe three like thirty hours. minutes. Yeah, that's I what I was. That's what I was thinking about thirty minutes. Because uh, I knew ten minutes wasn't gonna be enough time. Hey, you guys got an hour out of us. That's right. So be happy. All right. Yeah. Be happy, or else. <laughs> All right. Later. Bye. <laughs> On. Yeah, that me was too. way. That was really good.